Hello and welcome to another episode of the Men's Wear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. On this episode, I'm going to talk to James Warwick, owner of Illuminati Vodka Limited, a seven times distilled rye ultra premium vodka, which undergoes a unique filtration process. Their mission is to create the best product on the market. So the final step in their process is to age the vodka in vats, a centuries old technique which refines the taste providing one of the most smoothest and most refreshing vodkas on the market. And you can find out more about the brand through their website at IlluminatiVodkaLimited.com. And here is James Warwick to tell the story of Illuminati Vodka. Um, well, so I'm, I'm obviously from England, 30 years old. Um, I've lived all over the world, so I'm currently back in Southampton, but I've been um, living in Marbella, Dubai, um, Warsaw in Poland, Australia. So I've been bouncing around back and forth quite a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of halfway between an expat and a, um, and a national. I'm not sure which one at the moment. Um, with the vodka, I started that two and a half years ago in Poland. Um, I used to own a bar in Warsaw, so I'd been running that and then eventually sold my shares in that bar. And I was kind of stuck thinking, what should I do next? And just out of the blue, I suddenly thought, what about, what about vodka? Because I'm in Poland, which is one of the best places to, um, to make vodka and where some of the best vodka in the world comes from. And I just figured, you know, is that, is that possible or not? And the more I looked into it, the more I kind of fell into things. I started, you know, making random connections here and there. And out of, you know, <laughs> out of nowhere, I suddenly had a prototype bottle in my hands. Um, and I was like, okay, like it didn't really seem real, and it doesn't really seem real now either. Actually, it's um, it was quite a um, out there, different adventurous business. So, right, um, it just kind of you know fell into it really. Um, and as I kept going and you know pursuing it, I became you know more and more going down that path, and it just became more of a reality as time went on. Really. <laughs> so, how many people are in the business now? Uh, there's three of us at the moment. Uh, so there's me, there's Kelly, who's the managing director, and there's Gabby, who is the CMO. And what are the, I mean, say, for example, if someone was to follow your footsteps and want to start a vodka brand, a Polish vodka brand, what are going to be the main incumbents of getting something like that off the ground? Well, everyone will tell you don't do it. That's the number <laughs> one. <laughs> That's not, I mean, I heard that every day from multiple, multiple angles. Um, and obviously, that just pushed me a bit more because I'm quite arrogant and stubborn. So, um, you know, the more I got that, the more I was like, okay, I have to do it now. <laughs> Do you <laughs> have to learn Polish? Did you learn Polish? Or I didn't actively try and learn it, but I do speak quite a lot of Polish. Um, more understanding than actually speaking, I would say. But, you know, I, I can do basic conversation um, myself verbally. And then, you know, I can understand quite a lot of the, quite a lot of the things that are being said around me. So it's, it's quite a useful skill, I suppose. Um, here in England, especially in Southampton, we have a huge Polish population. Right. So I think it's 10% Polish in Southampton off the top of my head. It's a huge number. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you help, do you think that helped grease the wheels of some of the conversations and the handshakes that were going on when you were trying to get this up and running? Um, not really, to be honest, because um, over there it's, you know, they do business in a very different way. Um, and yes, I spoke a little bit, but I don't know, for them, they're just not very trust, trusting of foreigners in a lot of the businesses there. Um, you know, Polish people are great and lovely, but um, a lot of the businesses are very, you know, they want to work with a Polish person, not an international. So, you know, despite speaking a little bit of the language, they were still a bit you know, suspicious here and there. And I, you know, I still have problems with um, some of the contacts over there, actually, to be fair. <laughs> um, I'm actually in the process of switching my distillery from Poland over to England at the moment because they are just very hard to deal with. So, Do you find it more difficult being based in the uk 
um, not being on ground zero over there, is, is that a contributing factor? Well, I decided to leave Poland um, just over a year ago. Um, and I wanted to relocate to the UK and then figure out where to go next from there. Um, with Brexit happening, I've actually decided it's better to have all my operations in the UK for now. Um, and I'm hoping there'll be a, you know, a US trade deal, but obviously there's been a lot of trade deals with countries like um, you know, New Zealand's got one coming in, Australia. Um, there's supposed to be an Indian one. You know, there's a lot of trade deals coming in for really good markets. So for me, it makes more sense to actually be in the UK at the moment and then start selling back into Europe than to export it from Poland to anywhere else. Right. Um, not just because of the bureaucracy over there in Poland. Um, obviously, for you know, the more international perspective, um, it's where I want to be at the moment. But in terms of living, not really, just my production and everything. My plan is to live in Marbella and Dubai over the next 12 months, actually. Nice. Well, Dubai is a pretty special place. In fact, I think it's one of the only few places still open. I see a lot of people going out to Dubai. It is. I was there for New Year's and I came back on the 6th of January. So oh. <laughs> it was um, it was very open. Yeah. Um, there's not much social distancing or anything. You have to wear masks. But beyond that, it's, um, I mean, not inside venues, just walking around the streets and walking up to your tables and things. You have to wear a mask. But then once you're inside, you, know, you can do what you want, really. It's, you, know, you can dance around. You can... You can um, you can buy bottles. You can mix with anyone you want. You know, it's not just your own household. It's it's very open at the moment, and they yeah. seem to be doing just fine actually, despite all us all us Brits flying over there. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> if anyone is thinking when the world goes back to spinning of having a decent New Year's, the New Year's in Dubai with the, the fireworks over the fountains and what they do on the Burj Khalifa, you know, obviously you would have seen it putting all the kind of yeah, fruit machine graphics up on the on the side of the Burj there, the one that Tom Cruise was hanging out of in uh, Mission Impossible Four. It, it's really quite something to see. Yeah. It was beautiful, actually. I was on a seventy um, fourth floor penthouse, and I was actually above the fireworks. So we were looking down on the fire, which I'd never experienced before. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> I was at my friend's place over there, and um, yeah, I've never seen fireworks from above. It's it's a strange feeling, but, um, <laughs> but it was nice though. <laughs> yeah, but, but, um, so. James, tell me about the vodka itself. What is so unique about Illuminati vodka? Um, so obviously, visually, it's a very, um, it's a very good-looking bottle. Um, we have a range of them now, but um, the main bottle is you know, matte black, and then it lights up with, a, with an LED light. So in the nightclubs and the bars, it's very visually appealing. Um, but then you know, the most important thing is actually the quality of the vodka itself. So it's seven times distilled, made from Polish rye, which is something that will never change. Um, and then we age it for a period in vats, which um, separates all the impurities to the top, just makes it really, really clean, smooth vodka. So everyone who I've personally given it to to try has said it's the best vodka they've tasted. That's not you know, me being biased, but um, people have said that. There's been a lot of reviews coming out saying it is really good. Um, in cocktails, you, know, you can't taste the, the vodka taste that much at all, so it allows you to um, taste all the flavors in the drink. And then drinking it straight on, you know, on ice, it's almost like water. It's that smooth, despite being 40%. How is that possible? That's, that's not... I'm happy to send a bottle over, of course. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it's quite dangerous, actually, because it's, it's very easy to drink that whole bottle too fast. It, it really goes down so easily. So you do have to be careful. I'll, <laughs> I'll say that. It's almost too good. My girlfriend is Russian. In fact, my girlfriend doesn't actually drink Russian vodka. Does she not? No, she says uh, that all Russians actually drink Polish vodka. Or the majority of Russians that know their vodka would drink Polish vodka. That's interesting because um, the Poles are very stubborn about you know not liking Russian vodka, obviously because they're very nationalistic and proud of their hmm. proud of their country, which is great. And um, yeah, they um, I wouldn't imagine them going the other way around. So, <laughs> you know, so let me just... I, I don't know about the Russians. I haven't really 
I haven't encountered any Russians to talk about Polish vodka with, to be honest. Let me just get a clarification on that. Babe, that was true, right? Belvedere is French. Belvedere is Polish. Greg is French. Oh, sorry, I screwed that up. All right, don't worry. I'll, I'll edit all that out in post. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm having to send a bottle over. You can get her feedback on it. Um, oh. Because Belvedere used to be the one that I was always putting it next to. Now I do that with Grey Goose. And, um, but Belvedere used to be the vodka that I was always um, testing people with because obviously I was in Poland when I first set it up and Belvedere was the benchmark over there. Um, there is a big difference between the two. I'll put it that way. Well, we'll do the dad's doorstep challenge with my girlfriend and her mum, who um huge uh, proponents of vodka. Uh, <laughs> yeah russian mother that's yeah <laughs> they can handle it they can handle but, their drinks so. <laughs> oh yeah it's it's quite it's quite the the thing to see really because i mean i say it's to my girlfriend all the time to see them drink it over lunch you know i mean like brits kind of do it in nightclubs or you know for cocktail yeah. parties or something like that but they will just have it over a meal and just kind of you know not oh, shot over lunch it, it's it's a cultural thing isn't it it is. Um, you know, a lot of restaurants you go to in Poland, um, they'll literally serve you a shot with your, um, with your meal without yeah. you even asking for it. So the, the traditional <laughs> Polish restaurants, you know, like if you go to Pizza Hut, obviously not, but you know, the <laughs> traditional Polish restaurants will serve you a shot of vodka with your, with your food without saying anything. They, just, they bring it to the table, here you go. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's almost rude not to. Um, but then over there, business deals, for example, if you're having a networking event or you have a specific business meeting with one, two people, it is customary to drink vodka at the end of the meeting too. Huh. To kind of seal nice. the deal. It's it's like it's like a handshake. They just drink shots. So. Oh, that's so much better. That's much better than the uh, the white bread that you get at Italian restaurants. I mean, just yeah, knock that on the head and just replace that with vodka. That'd be fine. Of course, it's much more fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes yeah. life more enjoyable. Especially the boring, you know, menial things that you have to. You know, no one likes to do these do these uh, boring meetings and stuff. But then you know, you you can just liven up a bit by doing that. Yeah, and just yeah. make it more of a social event. You know, it's it's nice. You know, British. We love going to the pub, and um, you know, imagine doing all the business meetings in a pub. It'd yeah. be much nicer, wouldn't it? So what's the plan now? Have we got Illuminati on the shelves in bars and nightclubs in the UK? Well, bars and nightclubs, no, at the moment, because um, um, obviously they will shut down now. So, um, yeah, so we were just getting into some places um, because I just I transitioned everything over here. And then we were just starting to get some traction, get into some venues, and then COVID hit, which has not been great. Um, so once, you know, last summer I started focusing on Marbella. So I flew over to Marbella because they were much more open and liberal um, and started selling to places there. Um, but now I've kind of come back to the UK and I'm setting up a lot of um, online sales and getting the online store built up. And we've got a view to be into the bars and clubs heavily again by, you know, sometime in the summer, hopefully. But, you know, a lot of people in the industry are saying September will be the time when restrictions end properly. Right. Because obviously, you know, the nightclub industry is not great. Even, you know, even here they had table service only the whole summer. It was, you know, it wasn't the same as normal clubs and parties. Yeah, so yeah. that's not that's not good for the um, for the industry. Obviously, sales are a lot down. But you know, for me, it's been okay. So I've got other markets that I'm targeting, and as the UK opens up, we will heavily roll out into bars and clubs here. We're right. actually looking at a um, a big distribution deal right now in the UK. So, oh, true. Um, so when things do open up again, we you know they said September. We're looking at September. That should be the time where we really roll out and start hitting all the clubs and bars properly again. Okay. For now, online stores, you know, online sales are great. Uh, we've got Valentine's Day coming up soon, and um, we're going to be launching our raspberry vodka for Valentine's Day. So nice. It's, um, it's got a pink light-up logo instead of the blue one, so it's beautiful. <laughs> and um, and the raspberry flavor is really good. It's still forty percent, but it just you know it gives a nice little nice little twist. 
Is this the uh, the 1776 or is that? That's not. That's a um, the 1776 is another vodka that we've got going as well. So oh, okay. it's um, it's obviously less flashy, but in a way more elegant. And that's to target venues that are not clubs. So you know, restaurants or you know, um, more formal bars or pubs. You know, places that there's private members clubs, golf clubs. We want to target all these sort of venues. So you know, super high quality vodka, good pricing, and um, just nothing to you know two out there like the other bottles are definitely for nightclubs and you wouldn't you wouldn't imagine them anywhere else um so yeah we are providing the full range i've only just really thought of this but it's something that really has to be at the forefront of your mind when you do designing of the bottles to make it look like it's something you'd want to order off a shelf so i mean we talk about um like aftershaves and perfumes quite a bit on the blogs and the forums about how they have to distinguish themselves and what makes a good bottle etc how much time did you devote to trying to get the bottle that you think would leap off the shelf that you'd want to look at and pick up a lot of time actually that's um that's why i spent the most time on apart from getting the um the vodka itself right so yeah in the beginning i probably spent about six months developing the first bottle so the the, the one that lights up with the blue light that took about six months of designing and it not being good enough and then sending it back and forwards and um taking it to get samples made and then saying shit it's not good enough and you know sending it back in there was a lot of that um so about six months. The raspberry one was less so because obviously once I came up with the flavor, um, yeah. I matched the style and I've put some text on. So that was um, that was just a couple of weeks to get that just right. But um, mm. and the seventeen seventy six again. That's I've had that idea for that one for almost a year, and now we're just putting it in production now. So you know, it was a matter of you know, is it right? Is it not? Uh, the designs changed a few times, um, but I'm very perfectionist with the design work. You know, some things you can't obviously afford to spend too much time on but things like the design the bottle itself and the quality of the vodka um you know there's no shortcuts on that yeah and what is significant about the year 1776 by the way um so that's the year of independence in the u.s and it's also the year the illuminati was formed so Ah. it's two very significant dates um obviously in the u.s you'll notice that certain um certain secret things are lying about on their banknotes and they're, you know, around the city, the capital. There are things you can notice that will tie up together with that. So there's a, you know, a little rabbit hole you can jump down there. Do you know what? My mum jumped down it a, a couple of months ago and she's still down there, I think. Uh, every oh, now yeah. and again, she, a, she'll send me some text. It's a long and, path. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, a long path back as well if you, if you ever want to come back. That is anyway. If, yeah, if, if you ever come back. Otherwise, you know, just be gone. So it's, you know, that... Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of um, a lot of things you can delve into so this, in this world. This must be a full time gig for you now, James. Is it? It, it is. Um, it it started off a bit more part time at one point, um, but it became full time very fast um, before. And then obviously COVID hit. That that really screwed me over. And um, I've basically rebuilt it now from zero. So it's it's been a startup again almost. Um, right. But that's been great because that's um, you know that's um, I've learned a lot from that, and because of that I'm building back a lot stronger and much better and you know the the business is going in a very good direction right now so i'm happy with it and yes it is pretty much full-time so you know i'm still on my phone doing work at you know midnight sometimes just lying on the bed and you know just on the phone messaging back and forth with different people you know there's a lot of stuff to do but it's not it's not in my my opinion work because i i associate work with a sort of negative context which me is fun yeah so i enjoy what i'm doing it's not really you know i can't imagine doing anything else so well, I can't remember who said it, but 
Someone said, if you enjoy what you do, then you'll never have to work another day in your life or something to that effect. It, it seems true <laughs> for me so far. So yeah. it, it does seem that way. Well, congrats, mate. You've got a, um, you've got a great looking product. It looks pretty good on the uh, on the website, which people can check out and buy from, by the way, Illuminati Vodka Limited. We are rolling out a new website in the next couple of days as well. So it's going to be much more flashy and... Um, and more elegant as well so you know that's being done right now and um nice. yeah by valentine's day we're gonna have our new raspberry vodka launched so i've been really pushing that because um i was planning to launch it in the middle of march and then literally a few days ago, i was like hang on a minute <laughs> you know valentine's day is coming up um yeah i was actually i thought about that because of my girlfriend i was like oh valentine's day come come out what should i do for it and then suddenly <laughs> I was like, oh <laughs> i'll make a, um, my know. own drink <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make a vodka for it. It's easier, you know, easier than going to the shop and trying to buy something because they're all closed right now, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't that's get any a... nice presents. So just make a vodka instead. <laughs> that's a good shout. I like that. Yeah. I was also going to ask. You said you were bringing the production over to the UK. Is the, U- is the UK, you know, known for for making vodka? Or is it has it got good facilities? In? They do actually have some very good distilleries here. Um, okay. There's a lot of um, a lot of craft drinks being produced. Gin's gone really popular, but vodka's really booming now. Actually, so the UK is really really growing there's a lot of production coming back here so since brexit votes um there has been a lot of shifting here you know you don't really hear much about these these things but there is more production and manufacturing going on now and um you know with vodka we do see some very good quality vodkas coming from the uk now there's a lot of smaller ones that are emerging um so i'm using a you know we're partnering with a huge and um you know, they're going to be very good. They can do 10,000 bottles a day capacity. So, wow. you know, we have the ability to scale up to any level with them down the line. So, that's, so that's great. Um, and yeah, we'll still be using the Polish rye and everything, the same ingredients. So it will be the exact same process, everything done correctly. Right. But just based at home, you know. And do you contact existing distilleries that might not be producing vodka? I'll kind of rephrase the question. When I was at the Brook Laddie Distillery in the Isle of Islay, they obviously yeah. do in their whiskey there, but they then that year started doing gin because they have all the botanicals on the island and it's a quicker turnaround. You don't have to wait like seven years to get a, a gin out. You know, the, the turnaround and the production is a lot faster. Are whiskey distilleries and, and that sort of doing the same with vodka now? I suppose they could be. I'm using... Um someone that's very much cherry picked. So it's a bit different, but, um, right. you know, a lot of the smaller ones are branching out. I, you know, I've spoken to a few people in the industry and, um, you know, it's been, there's one guy I met who'd, um, he'd left one of the giant distilleries and, um, went off and just set up his own thing in a shed, basically, um, just creating really high quality gins and, um, just, you know, really high quality, super small batches, just a few bottles here and there for friends. Right. And then he built it up to the point that he was getting to a few stores here and there. And, um, he now is doing vodka as well. Cause he was, approaching me seeing if i want to do anything um but you know the scale would be completely different for us than that sort of level so um yeah no but you know he's built it up into a commercial venture um fairly well and yes yeah, branched out into other products because you know distillation is distillation it's just a matter of what ingredients you're using and how you do it and then things like aging are different obviously you know whiskey gins you can age for a long time with vodka we age ours for six weeks only right. so that's just enough to make all the impurities go to the top but not not enough to um, do anything else to it. So if you age vodka for much longer, then it starts to taste like tequila, which is not good. <laughs> that's not what you want. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what you want. Well, James, thanks for coming on the show and, and talking vodka with us and, and your brand, Illuminati Vodka. I'd be very intrigued to see uh, hit the shelves in the clubs when we finally go out and get to socialise. But in the meantime, obviously people can find it online and, and treat themselves. They can, exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for taking time out and uh, best of luck. 
Thank you, James. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Men's Wear Style Podcast. If you like what you hear, why not leave a review? It does help our egos. And don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode and all content pertaining to fashion, watches, travel, and lifestyle over at www.menswearstyle.co.uk. And we're on the social at Men's Wear Style. If you want to be a guest on the show, maybe tell us about your journey and your brand. You can email us here at info at menswearstyle.co.uk. And until next time.